Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, man. Listen, we are back in full effect. What's today? Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Today is just Tuesday, brother. Old School brought to you by the Mercado Certified P- or Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. They own the, They have their own sauces, spices. They have seafood, pork chops, every type of meat. They have frozen meals, single and family size servings, ready-to-go meals, single and family uh, size servings. And they also have uh, sorbet. I know that because they got strawberry. DP, I think, got the co- uh, coffee. Um, Fancy. They got a couple uh, like their beef jerky sticks. They got everything under the sun, man. So, that, you know, go down there and uh, check them out. But Austin informed us in the last five minutes and 56 seconds that we have breaking news. Do we have the breaking news thing? No? Do not. Oh, not well, dang. I see all them early all early shows with them them chumps got it on theirs. We don't get it on ours. We gotta step our game up. Rico. I'll put it on even, the list. Even Rashawn got his little breaking oh, news. But he did, but he sings his own breaking news. I ain't singing. I'm not he trying toots to his own Yeah, home. I'm not trying to, you know, run people off by me trying to sing. You know what's funny thing about me singing? I tried to sing one time when I was little. My aunt said, Boy, you can't even hum you can't even hum good. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said you ain't got it. She ain't hit you with that, did she? Yeah, she, she heard me singing at church. She's like, Boy, you need to stop. So I'm like, cool, I ain't gotta sing nothing at church. Let me just sit down here and just wait wait till time is over so I can get to go and run Home. the streets like, yes, and, yes, and get out of this Sunday outfit. Man. That's what the worst was. That's Sunday outfit. Sunday church. If, if you didn't go to church, you were not going outside. All day. And I used to be crying. You can uh, crying. You couldn't play in your little league game if you had a no. Nah, if, if, if you didn't go to church, it wouldn't happen. You know what the worst? The Respect. one time I, I feared my grandma, man, she had brought me this Easter outfit, <laughs> right? And I and it was probably something like, I know I did. I know I didn't want to wear probably some green pants. You know, she went to J.C. Penney's or, or Heckinger's and <laughs> you know what I mean. Bought me some stuff I was only gonna wear once because probably wanted to take some dumb pictures, right? <laughs> so I got finally got in it. And my cousin used to always be—he was like my brother. He like—he's the one that actually should have went D one because he's like six five two eighty, you know. But he'd always be like get me to do stuff because he knew I wasn't like back then. I was clumsy, so he knew I love football, right? And he was like, "Hey man, you know we're in our little Sunday outfits and see his his mom didn't make him really get dressed up, so he could be cool." But I had my little suited and booted, suited, suited three piece. He's like, hey, man, you want, you want to go throw the football? I'm like, yeah. In your suit? <laughs> oh. We throwing the football. He got good to me. He's like, man, go out for a pass. Went out for a pass. Caught the ball. Uh, slipped on the uh, – you remember they had the sprinklers? Yeah. The one that this, you, you put the hose up? Yeah. Grass stains all on it. Oh. Did you get a whoop? Did I? <laughs> like a Christmas like, tree. You got lit up? Like a Christmas tree, oh. man. But – Back to Husker news anyways, man. That's a little comedy. We have breaking news. Austin, I'll let you break the news. Go ahead since you broke to us. 
Uh, this is why I'm on Twitter all the time. Big shout out to uh, Greg Smith of Rivals, the one I saw it from. Fellow Lakers fan, by the way, if you didn't, didn't know that about Greg Smith, Jay. Um, anyways, Nebraska lands at Utah transfer offensive lineman Tyler Knack. Uh, he is a large human being, officially listed at 6'6", 320, four years of eligibility remaining after a year redshirting at Utah. So no, so he didn't play at Utah at all? He did not. I believe he's in the same boat, kind of like that uh, Jacob Hood was from Georgia. Okay, so some depth, some Plus depth. How, is that, what is the what is dimensions are six six three twenty. Dang, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Road grading. That's, that's run. That's run the ball. Had some good offers out of high school. His uh, other list of people that reached out in the portal: uh, Kentucky, Buffalo, App State, Liberty, Utah State, Central Michigan, and Nevada. Among others. Yeah, that's a good list for him. That's a good list. I think it could provide some depth, and you just never know. Twelve. And and, and I think, look, you're, look, when you're at the portal at this point in time, I always okay. Which since we're talking about certified Piedmontese, okay, mm-hmm. and I love the grill. And anybody out there, I'll put my grilling skills up against anybody. T Farley. T Farley get you. No. T Farley get you. First of all, I'd out grill T Farley for the fact that he ain't give me a new number. Man, what if I need you, man? T. Farley will get as you. As many times as T. Adam Bell, T. Farley, y'all, you trying to get me a number, man? You definitely ain't no black shirt, dog. You can, if T. Yeah. Farley, you could be a Georgia Bulldog from here on out. Change your Twitter to the Georgia Bulldog wannabe. <laughs> roof, roof, right? Anyways. when You, you said th- you said roof, roof like hip, d- hip. D- it's yes, the same did. cadence. Exactly. You, you did say it like that. <laughs> you want me to start barking? <laughs> <laughs> like a cute old? Yeah. Hey, if you hey, one time I jumped in the Q dog line. I didn't know no better. They tried to get mad. Oh, you no, they gonna whoop you for that now. Well, they wanted. Hey, they they said they, that they was gonna get them hands, but I I didn't know no better. I said, bro, you out here with gold shoes on, no shirt on, man. I got in. I just like the songs. You know, I wanted to throw the Q dogs off <laughs> like Shaq. Anyway, go back to what you say. Certified Piedmontese. Since we're talking about it, great meat. When you get in the portal and you get a Trey Palmer. Let's just assume a Jeff Sims. You get a Torrey. You get a uh, Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. That's certified Piedmontese. Mm -hmm. Top of the line. Best meat out there. Right now, what we're trying to do when you're in there. Now, look, this is not taking anything away from anybody. But I think what we're trying to do, we're not bargain, bargain shopping. We're trying to go and say, hey, at Sam's Club, what day do they have prime meat on sale? that we can get the meat, maybe marinate it and season it up, cook it, dry freeze it, eat it, eat some of it, but dry freeze it for a family picnic. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that analogy is that the guys that we're getting, yeah, they might not have the Alabamas and USC's or whoever offered them, but you must have seen some potential in going back to what he was in high school. Hopefully they were somehow in the channels reached out to a coach or confident they have close to the Utah program. And maybe the connection with Rayola, right? Because remember, he had the whole conglomerate come out from that high school in Utah. And there were some big boys. Mm-hmm. Boy, I know that that training table bill. Was, they was they you they just look like they can eat. Yep. So maybe that's there. And it being a six six three twenty, and if he has an attitude, and he has potential, and can add some depth, I like it. Are you going to get a certified Piedmontese starter right away? Most likely not. But that shouldn't deter you from trying to add some talent and some depth because we talked about 
of like how some coaches say, well, he's not good enough. Well, I'd push back on that, right? On any coach that says it. Within reason. If he has the want to, he can be good enough. Mm-hmm. If he has the want to, he can find a way to help your team. And it might just be he's your tool guy, a la Matt Hoskinson when I played. He could play every offensive line position. Tackle gets hurt. He goes in at guard. Whoever can play guard and tackle goes out to tackle. He could play tackle on a pinch. Mm-hmm. Center, he could play that. Right? You need those. You Scott, need. You took, remember we went over the class. Scott Saltzman wasn't ever going to be Jason Peter. But what he is, he's a pass rush threat, excellent as running inside games, and he could spell them for a series or two or three during the game and be productive. He knew exactly what he was doing. He could help you on, like, field goal block. He could help you on, in, in, you know, being an extra D lineman if you needed it in special situations and short yardage. And he brought an element of accountability there. You can't tell me he's not good enough, right? So with this young man, if you bring him in, he's bringing some depth in, and you never know what could come to fruition out of it. But it also lets me know what the, it, it might be a true identity change. And I want to talk about this, Kenny. We're just going to just keep rolling here, okay? <laughs> and and this, I wanted, we didn't get to get into it a lot because we all had our fingers crossed for the Lakers to show where Anthony Davis to grow a pair. Who we all, you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> because every time the Lakers lose, I thought I'd look at that day. I'd be seeing that dang look up in there, man. My I, yeah, yeah. Because you guys were all kicking it last night over there just watching my Lakers lose. I know you guys was over there like, yeah, Jay at the house just, no, we, we, we just were, mad. We were sitting there enjoying our chicken. Enjoying the Lakers losing. My boom, losing. boom, shrimp. And enjoying the Lakers lose. Exactly. But we, but we weren't laughing and kicking it. We was just watching. In the, the back game. of your mind, you was like, "Yeah, I know Jay mad right now." No, they Every- were leading at that time. Then when they started losing, I was like, "Yeah, Jay probably <laughs> done. He probably fist yeah. grease right now. He probably threw something at the TV." But here's what I'm. Here's just my thoughts, and this is just my thoughts right here. And this is where people, or this is, I guess, my hope, right? Or I guess my thoughts as well is, this is why Nebraska is different. I'd be very surprised. If Nebraska goes, I know. Well, I know the first year at Baylor they went one and eleven, and I'm sure they went what one and about the same at Temple this first year. I don't think that's Matt Rule's plan, right? And matter of fact, it can't be. But what it's showing me here, in my or my guesstimation and hope, right, is you're saying okay, we are, the best way for Nebraska to turn around within, you could say eight years, but just just say the first four to six years of my contract, right? is to start off winning, add to it, and become a consistent winner. I think he's well aware of when you compare, and this is this is not me, me, me being biased, and let's just compare Maryland, who's had three really good years for them. Six wins, eight wins, eight wins. That's, I mean, they might be putting Mo Boy a statue out there pretty soon. He might be up for some Locksley? jobs. Yeah. I mean, you win eight games at Maryland, back-to-back in two bowl games? I mean, that's serious. He ain't going nowhere. He's, he needs to stay there. Right, but but what I'm saying though, let's compare. I'm just I'm just saying, let's just compare the last three seasons. So in his, if Matt Rule in the first three seasons, say he went six, eight, and eight, Maryland won six, eight, and eight, Nebraska six, eight, and eight is three times more valuable and perceived as three times more valuable than Maryland. Oh, of course. So that's why what I'm saying is my hope is and what I'm envisioning or just like kind of contemplating or just guesstimating is okay. that you're saying okay he came in and looked at the roster where was nebraska really dysfunctional at right and i will i could push back on 
saying the offensive line didn't get better. I felt personally, just from watching the game, and from me as a defensive player, mm-hmm. and if I was a defensive coordinator, right, that I felt like the play calling didn't expose them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean is, is no different in defense. If you're going to have me try to, you know, run down the shoot and cover two, and Randy Moss is in the slot, I could do it a couple times. Can't but, line up, make a living out of but it. But there's a, it's going to be more times than not that he's going to throw the hand up, and I'm going to be strike the band up, right? So, but but evaluate. You look at the talent, and you you know say, oh, we weren't, you know, we lost the one guy that went to Oklahoma out of the portal. We thought we had him from I think Baylor, mm-hmm. right? Remember, I don't know who he was, but anyways, you say okay, maybe you saw some improvement in the line. Believe in get when you get Scott. Say okay, what can allow us to be the most consistent quickly? Because then we can go get a, like a RPO quarterback and get him better as efficient efficient playing quarterback and curtail the passing game to accentuate or hide his weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? Which has been inconsistent completion percentage for, for Sims. So what's the best way to do it? Continuity. Sims, baby Tebow, <laughs> Logan Smothers if he comes back. Now you actually have a quarterback room for this year if those three – well, let's just say, okay, let's just go Sims and Harburg. We don't know if Logan's coming back, right? Yeah, Purdy. Well, and Purdy, right? Dang, I'm sorry, Purdy. I'm my bad, homie. Purdy. <laughs> when you look in the quarterback room, it there's continuity there. All the same skill set, pretty much. And you're adding, not to cut you off, you're adding a freshman, right? And Kalen. And Kalen. That if somebody leaves, he ain't going nowhere. Right. Now, get to, get to my second point with Kalen. The f- Jeff Sims, whether it's w- supposedly just one year, it's two years. I mean, look, yeah. bro. Yeah. If you hear, I'm gonna just. Uh, I'm not gonna be the bear. I'm not the hater. I'll just deliver the news. If you want to listen to the news, that's up to you. Two years with him, and if you got Kalen in there as a red shirt, because he's gonna have to get better. He yeah. ain't gonna come from Bellevue coming and starting. Um, then you can say, okay. We've we've added depth on the offensive line. We've gotten better out at the offensive line. You've seen that they're able to go out and kind of see and get their kind of potential skill position players on both the corner and wide receiver. You expect them to keep adding running backs, tight ends, so forth and so on by going out and working and recruiting, right? Then now we can go to actually maybe the offense that we really want to run. Uh, still, we're physical because we're going to do that anyways in RPO. Then we can get more downhill play action quarterbacks that you actually see on Sunday mm-hmm. like a Kirk Cousins or somebody like that or we can run a little bit of shotgun you, you, I mean you could do some different things so then you start to see some of the quarterbacks they recruited for 24-25 that right there shows you actually have a plan and you're and then you also have the ability to adjust because you already have one thing right there that could potentially work and kind of win you six games now you might be able to win eight games based on the schedule and the circumstances well that's a plus now you're you're just playing with house money. Now you got to say, okay, now we have that winning feeling. So stepping into Kenny Wilhite's house or, did, you know, going to see you at Juco and Nebraska's coming off eight wins or six wins. You have a better chance of getting them. Right. And then I'm able to take you, – you you tweet out, say, oh, you know, Coach Foreman's in and I'm in, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. the lingo is, right? Then I go to Austin, right, and 
he's the number one tight end. I got more than a realistic chance of getting him. I'm instead of having him on campus three times, it might only be two. Unofficial to a say spring game, official to a game. What are you gonna do? Oh, you, you oh, you you pulling the wagon? You, you a little slow. I got this tight. Then we got all them tight ends everywhere. All right, dude. Look, you got seventy two hours. Think about it, because we winning, right? So if they if it, if that goes, then you you can kind of see where they're going with it. Winning you know? will solve a lot of problems. It will. In, in, listen here, uh, Kenny. Some problems. Hold on now. Some problems. Hold on. Not the, not. The, see, let me rephrase that. Winning because, will because help. People were saying that. Yeah, too much? No, winning will help. Winning helps a lot. A lot. It but, won't solve problems. No, it, it won't solve it, problems. It what, it, what winning does is accentuates what you do well and what you can offer. Yes. It does. Yes. And it also what winning does. I wouldn't say it solves all the problems. No. It, what it, winning it does is is smokescreen some problems, but winning also allows you to realistic realistically kick down some walls that might have been up there. Yes. That normally you face. Yes. Because you're yes. four and eight, three and nine or whatever. Ain't been in a bowl game so long and you know, whatever. Golly. You know what I'm saying? So because really, to be honest with you, most recruits, if you're coming in there with seven wins and a, say another team, who's, who won nine games this year in the Big Ten? Illinois, Illinois, right? Say Illinois or like Purdue. I think Purdue won the league okay. at uh, nine. And yeah, four. or like a Minnesota. Just say you come in, in there. With, yeah, okay. So Nebraska. Eight, nine wins. Nebraska goes and sees John Smith after winning seven and eight wins. And, and Minnesota's coming in right after. To say they just had nine wins. There ain't no difference. Mm-mm. They ain't say, oh, well, man, you know what? I'm only talking to the nine-win teams. No, no. Mm-mm. They want to know if you're a winning program. And then once you get them on campus and they see everything here, then you're then you're not worrying about the five – not the, I wouldn't say the 500-mile radius. You're not fighting the stigma of why would you go play in Nebraska? There's nothing there but cornfields. If you're an African-American, there's no black people there except you, which is not true, and there's Definitely nothing not to true. do in Lincoln, why would you go play there and you're not winning? Well, that's what other coaches potentially could be saying or say. That's what they say, right? Well, when they say that to a kid after Nebraska's winning, well, then now that coach actually loses credibility, twice as much credibility yes. by saying it. And then just by, I, I call it osmosis, it actually puts Nebraska up on a pedestal, mm-hmm. a pedestal, pedestal by doing that. So a lot is riding on taking advantage of this year and having a plan. And, I, and I'm assuming that the staff is seeing that this is a golden opportunity to come in. Not an opportunity to come in and be anointed. Come in and do their job and make chicken salad out of chicken doo-doo. And, and I don't think it's chicken doo-doo down there, but what I'm saying is come in here and say, look, Let's focus on the Big Ten. Well, let's f- first focus on the first four games. Let's have a goal, right? If we, you know, just say your goal, just say the goal is, of course you want to be 4-0, but realistically, we could sleep at night. Maybe not all through the night if we're 2-2, two and two, right? Let's just be honest, right? But ideally, worst case scenario, we're 3-1. and one. We're really playing with house money. Mm-hmm. Now we got to win three games out of the next eight to get to a ball game. Right, and you got a lot of winnable games, especially in the Big Ten West. Minnesota lost the, one of the best running backs in the nation, and their quarterback. No matter what the backup is or what he did last year, you're just you're the new starter. There's a lot of stuff going on now. Granted, Minnesota is going to kind of reload. They got they seem like they they got a Craigslist 
offering for run, you know, running backs that can run in their system, and they all look the same. They all kind of run, and they run. They're good at what they do, right? Mm-hmm. So you gotta expect their either. But Purdue not only lost their coach, they lost their play caller, and they lost their identity. Illinois, one of the best thing that they, even though they had the Brown brothers and one obviously Chase Brown, the running back, their biggest improvement was on the defense side, side of the ball. They lost him. Yep. And those guys. He's a head coach at Purdue. Right. He's a head coach at Purdue. Now also. Purdue's going there probably with an identity change. He might be more kind of like um, Illinois, but they don't have Illinois players. They don't have Illinois so players. So that's transition. There's transition to Illinois. All right? Then you think of um, Northwestern is Northwestern. Okay? <laughs> they beat us. Yeah, but still, you got to think, okay, we got to go out there and stay out and stay out of our own way. We win that game. And Northwestern had two first-round – or one first-round pick and a third-round pick. The running back did get drafted. And another player from their team got drafted as well. I think it was like a DB or somebody. So all their talent is gone. Iowa, we, we feel confident with that. You got to have to go in the transfer portal to get you a, a quarterback with a lifeline. And the AOC on the hissy boiling. But it, but then they lost all the receivers. Cluster's son went to Kansas State. The other one from uh, Iowa left because he was, you know, tweeting at Fedoni and all. So he left. And they got a couple guys out of the portal, but – and then they got a good tight end that potentially out of Michigan to go with the way they got. That's it. But they lost two first-rounders on defense and another guy drafted on defense, and they lost Merriweather to their safety. So their identity is gone on defense, the guys that have been playing three years. So if there's ever a time to take advantage of this, along with playing Rutgers and I think they get Maryland, right, where you can offer the kryptonite to them, this is the perfect year. And speaking of identity being gone, Wisconsin. Right, I didn't even get to that. Luke Fickle coming in. Now, granted, now I will say this. Luke Fickle wants to pass the ball more. They passed the ball more and were more effective with Jim Leonard. Luke Fickle ain't no dummy. If, it, if the passing game ain't running, he looking back at a first-round pick. You got to turn around and hand him the ball. And, and listen, the one thing that Luke, Luke Fickle might want to pass the ball but you got Jolly Green Giant one, two, three, four, and five across that offensive line. Yeah, and they're gonna do what they do. And best. they're road graders. Yeah, they're not kick sliders. Right. They they maul with the first round running right. back behind them. So they're gonna do a little bit where I think they're gonna be in a big change is on the defensive side of the ball because when Jim Leonard <laughs> left, that's the continuity. Yes, that's the identity. It's almost kind of like McBride and. And T.O. Yeah. Like, Jim Leonard, it was like two different teams. The defense was there and the offense was – right. But they, when they were playing together, they really worked. They're to be had there as well. You know what I'm saying? Because as much as Luke Fickle is the hire and kind of came out of nowhere, and every, they kind of wanted Jim Leonard because he got on a bowl game, right, and then he didn't retain him. There's players on that team still looking at Luke Fickle with the stank guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were mad that – Leonard wasn't retained as the head coach, the, and as the, the head, head coach, coach was fired, right? Because then, it was it was out of nowhere. Yes, they were mad at that. Yeah. So they and then one of them, all of them, most of them wanted Leonard, but then when they didn't retain him, yeah. So you you still probably have some some guys that are still some animosity yeah, and, and all that bitter. stuff, right? And they and so so if they don't get off to a good start, a quick start, confidence, those guys that are kind of like on the fence, guy on the fence. Those guys would definitely be on the other side of the fence. But yeah. what they do the best, they recruit other guys to jump off with them. Yes. So then now you are you think you're in your transition as year one. Well, now you're back to year zero. 
And then that'll then expose some other guys that maybe might not be as talented at all in. Well, then you got to go because just being boys with them. Oh, man, I saw you talking to – you know how it is. Joe by association. Right. Like, yeah. I know – I mean, I know that, you know, <laughs> people get – you know, like, are you, do you see you talking to Trev and all of a sudden, they, you know. Bruh, if, you, you're the enemy because you're talking to somebody. Right. No. Like, bro, I, been, I, I met Trev long before you. Yeah. You can't transfer it back, man. That was my teammate. Right. Like, I met Trev on you on my recruiting visit. It's preach. Known him longer than right. – yeah, so – Anyways, good segment there. We're going to jump into uh, we're going to, we're going to, next segment. We're going to touch a little bit on a little bit of chain of command change around here. You know, got a brother coming in. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> hey, watch out! Diversity up in this bad boy. <laughs> I had been thinking about running for mayor. I've been thinking about running. No, for you have. No, you have. Yes, I have. No, you have. I've been thinking about. It. Somebody asked me to run for the board of regents of mayor since they hired a brother there to replace Ronnie Green. I think I might got a chance. You ain't doing that. Would I get your vote though? You be you took too long. <laughs> no, that that right there is the epitome of a somebody. Say, there you go. That's what. That's, that's what the I, epitome <laughs> of somebody that moved up, head coaching job, no. and he's thinking like, man, I don't know if I could be associated with my vote with this brother. No, that, that right there, folks, right there. Is the difference between a linebacker and a defensive back? I am thoroughly disappointed. Oh, with that my. being said, we going to break, man. I can't believe this. Bro, you know. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.